With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson. On your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lolly here with Matt Williamson. And, uh, Matt, I just want to remind everybody that the uh, Hall of Honor voting oh, yeah. is still uh, open. That runs through April 9th, so you're running out of time if you haven't done that. Uh, you can go to Steelers.com or go to the Steelers uh, mobile app to uh, get your votes in for the Hall of Honor class. and uh, Get on that. Yeah, you better get on that quickly. Great candidates. Yeah, a lot of great candidates. And, um, you know... I, you can't have any complaints if you don't vote. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right, People, right. I get, yeah, I get yeah. the stuff all the time. Well, why didn't this guy make it? Why didn't that guy? Well, you got to say it. You got to, yeah. you know, the Step first couple of years they didn't do this, but now they're doing this. You have an opportunity here. Yeah. To, if you have to, a favorite player or somebody yeah. you want to see get that honor, jump on it. Absolutely, yeah. get and on there and all, do that. Not all of them are players either. Yeah. It's just so. about, about another week uh, that is open, so get on there and do that. Cool. Uh, Very as cool. soon as possible. Um, just one other little uh, uh, note uh, that I saw over the weekend. Did you see the, the the one proposal that would allow teams or allow players to wear single digit numbers who aren't quarterbacks? No, or kickers, I didn't see that. All that stuff. Something they, about position specific helmets. I saw it. Yeah, there's, they're yeah. spreading out. They want to spread the, the numbers out a little bit more because okay. with the expanded rosters. This leads into the Hall of Honor stuff because the Steelers don't have a lot of, have a lot of retired numbers, numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they have some numbers that they don't give out. You don't get seventy-five. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, you know, it, it would allow for you know to expand that. You, you know, you, I bet it is a, a bit of a numbers crunch for the. I, yeah. I was. I think the Chiefs put it out there. The, the Chiefs, I think, uh, put the proposal out there. Because at one point last year they had three number thirties on their roster because they've <laughs> they've got the same situation they've got okay. some retired numbers and some numbers that they don't give out yeah and a lot of you know in the thirties th- I mean you had sixty nine players on your roster last year and you know okay tight ends can only be between forty and fifty or forty and forty nine or eighty to eighty nine yeah and Let's, what if you have four of those <laughs> retired or yeah you know right 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 interesting so you said single digits you could have said like Joe Hayden I think wore. Two in in college, he wore some sort of single. It was a single digit, yeah. I think he could go back to then wearing his single digit number if he wanted. Because he did in college, or could anybody? Anybody could do. Oh, okay. I was say okay. So a couple positions could then be the single digit. I think anybody. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Cam Hayward could be two. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of fun, though. They'll sell more jerseys too. By the way. Yeah, that's that's the other part of it. But, uh, you know, I get it in terms of it makes it a little simpler for the officials. Yeah, but it's not that hard. It's not, yeah. Like, if somebody's entering the game and they're going to line up as a tight end, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a good chance, okay, again, J.J. Watts lined up at tight end, tackle eligible, that kind of stuff. We've seen Zach Banner do it. Yeah. Well, you've got a 72 lining up a tight end. 
essentially he's a tight end on that play. He's a tight end on that play. He's the fourth guy from the ball. You yeah. Know, right. Yeah. So. Hey, yeah. I mean, I, I'm fine with it. I got no qualms with it. I think it'll be fun. And yeah. Right, again, right, right. Get some, uh, you know, guys. I, honestly, with with some of the stuff that you've seen in college, of you know, we see kickers with 98 and things of that nature. Oh yeah. Or there's those traditions. I was at Michigan. You get number one. I mean, like, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's some. It's an honor. Could cause some bad. Like guys, would, I, I was one in college. Well, I'm one. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I'm cool with it. Yeah. It'll be odd to see an offensive lineman with eight or something. I think they would probably, probably stick with their because they're the eligibility thing. I bet the offensive linemen are. Yeah, and, and most of them wear the big numbers in college, anyways. They're mm-hmm. not. You don't see too many offensive linemen wearing a one. No, but I guess zero through tens aren't used that much. There's some spots there on teams. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Yeah, unless you're going to go to triple digits. Because remember, there were 69 yeah. guys on the roster last year. Yeah, right, right, right. And even with the reduced... I mean, the 80s know, get full quick. Yeah, oh yeah. And, it's, yeah. and the linemen numbers, too. I mean, there's not, there's a lot of bodies that fill in a couple spots. Um, now, with this year, I, I haven't heard yet what the league's going to do. I don't think that they're going to do the expanded rosters like they did last year. Okay, I've been asked about this on my chats uh, on DK. That's still to be determined, right? Same still, yeah, they're not going to they're not going to determine that until they have to. Mm-hmm. But if you remember when they passed the new CBA last year, yeah, the it's practice still bigger than it was a couple years. The, ago. Yeah, the practice yeah. squads are now twelve players, and you can go to fifty five on game days. Right, right, right. So you're and I that's mean, before anybody knew what COVID yeah. even was. So you got so sixty yeah. sixty five guys on your roster. Yeah, it fills up quick. It fills up quick. It's really college, you know, especially if you have ten or twelve numbers that they can't have. <laughs> right, and the Steelers have a lot of them. You can't. Yeah. You're not getting twelve. You're not getting seventy five. You're not right. Right. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about here. Um, not really a lot of NFL news over the weekend. It was Easter. No, it's starting to be the slow time. It's Easter weekend. Things are starting to slow yeah. down a little bit. We're into April now. We're into draft month. And pretty soon they're going to be hunkered down in their war rooms too. Oh yeah, it's know. that time. Yeah, like this week yeah. is the last of, or the last of the pro days. Right. All the information's in. Yeah. It's time to build a board. They'll have their uh their medical combine at some point where they'll bring guys back for the Yeah, that's soon, I think. It might even yeah. be this week. Could I be. Have to yeah. Double check that, yeah. Um I thought it was closer to the I think it's more I wanted to say April 18th something along those that lines. Would make more sense. Yeah. You know, a little the closer Caleb to Farley's the draft of the world yeah. and those type of guys that need as much time as they can. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Mark Sessler on NFL.com put out a uh, what he's calling the AFC North roster reset. He said it's a three-horse race at the top of the division. Okay. A lot of Steeler fans don't seem to think that. No, they don't. Because he's not talking about the Bengals here, folks. No, I don't think he's talking about the Bengals. <laughs> I think the Bengals have a chance to be improved. I think they're better, but yeah, they're yeah. not ready to compete with the with the No, Ravens. I think they're pretty clearly fourth. Yeah. And under, Ravens, Steelers, and Browns. They're not yeah. there yet. Even the most optimistic Bengals fan will probably tell you that. Okay, so we're going to run just run down them here in the order that he has them here. It's alphabetical. Okay. Uh, so the Baltimore Ravens were 11-5 and five in 2020. He has their and big, I know we have some like Vegas win totals out there available yeah, too. Yeah. I think they're first on Vegas win totals, at least opening lines, and they're seventeen games. I bet the under on them. I don't know that I would put. I don't. I don't know, know what the numbers are, but I could see that. Yeah, because if you look at what they've added and what they what they've lost here, uh, he's their biggest offseason addition was Kevin Zeitler. Hundred percent agree. Absolutely. And we said one year ago, boy. Yonda's going to be tough to replace, and they never replaced him. Yeah. And I'm not saying Zeitler's Yonda, but he's a professional. He's, yeah, he's guard. better than what they ran out there Heck last yeah. year. Biggest loss, Matthew Judon. Okay, I guess we have to pick one guy. Yeah. I mean, you, you couple that with Nadokwe yeah. and you know, all the So you, guys. you've lost your two best edge guys. Mm-hmm. You didn't replace either one of them. No, they did not. Uh, so he is their top draft priority is being an edge, edge rusher. I tend to agree. Most people but seem he to mock a also says there, about this, yeah. Baltimore has a problem if right tackle Orlando Brown 
when's his battle to be traded away? Without it's question. absolutely true. They need a receiver, too, uh, even after uh, signing Sammy Watkins. No position group is more paper thin, though, than the club's collection of pass rushers. Without question. It's, yeah, thin you know, is the word there. Yeah. Right. Uh, because right now their guys are Tyus Bowser, Pernell McPhee, and Jalen Ferguson, who combined for seven sacks in 2020. That's Bowser a problem. was a nice little redemption yeah. you know, guy to bring back. That's a Steeler-like move that if we were – uh, they may think more highly of him than everybody else. Yeah. You know, if this is the Ravens, you know, Nation Radio would probably be like, Bowser's pretty good. But McPhee's but one of these guys that's been bounced oh, around yeah. a little He's bit. He's a lot He's of injuries, too. Yeah. Ferguson was a guy, I think he was a second-round draft pick Yeah, years ago. highly productive in college, but has tested it, really poorly yeah. and, you know, hasn't done much in the NFL level yeah. yet. But that group had seven total sacks in 2020. Well, that makes sense. That's, makes sense. That's a bit of a problem. It's certainly a need. Yeah. Um, we do know that traditionally they'll blitz to generate pressure and trust the back end, so they might value it as a little bit less need than it looks on paper, you know. But, but it's nice to have some guys that can win on their own. Right. I mean, having Judon and Ndokwe and those guys was useful. Yeah. Because no I mean, that. you've still got Calais Campbell there, but he's now thirty-five. Right. 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 I don't uh, think he's a spot player at this point. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, I, I mean, some of their big guys are good players. They're not great pass rushers. Yeah. So. Um, some final thoughts here. Uh, he says, it says something when Juju Smith-Schuster and T.Y. Hilton apparently took less money to play somewhere other than Baltimore. <laughs> right. Like, I kind of rolled my eyes a little when I heard the Juju thing. I'm like, that's good PR, Juju. But yeah. when you hear from several sources, several players, like, and it makes sense. I, yeah. I don't want to play there and not get go there and ball. block. Right. I'm going to sign a one-year deal, be, uh, catch 25 passes, and yeah. hit the free agent market again. Wants to block? Yeah. <laughs> no. you know, he's tiny. Yeah. Um, he does. Uh, they did make this move. We haven't talked much about this, but they uh, made the trade with Jacksonville for Josh Oliver. Oh, he did. The, I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, now he's missed 28 games in two years. Played zero last year. Yeah. Right. But he's getting to that tight end age where mm-hmm. you know you you start to expect something. I, I just don't know what to expect from him. He was a oh, he's he not was either a, one a reasonably touted guy coming out of uh, yeah. what was it, San Jose State. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Um, um, it's interesting. I, I think our listeners know I play a lot of dynasty fantasy, yeah. and he's a guy I've been kind of stashing. You know, I thought last year they didn't bring in much competition. I thought he might be an impact player for Jacksonville. So. He has talent. Yeah. And again, he's been around the league a little while. And he's a taller tight end to yeah, you know, yeah, get down the field. Um, That's a good pickup. I forgot about that one. Yeah. Uh, he said the worst case scenario for Baltimore would be moving Orlando Brown only to discover stalwart left tackle Ronnie Stanley isn't ready for the opener after having multiple ankle surgeries. I wasn't aware I that he had multiple ankle surgeries. Wow. So I wonder if there were some there were some issues in there. That's a little um, hairy. I mean, obviously they'll know better than us. And if they hold on to Brown, that might tell us something about Stanley. Yeah. Correct. I'm not sure if you know this or not either. I just don't have it. I think Brown's a free agent after this year too. Let's see. He was at the combine. I can't remember what year he's in. Is this his third season or is this his fourth? That's a good question. I think this is year three for him. Okay, so they at least yeah. have one more, yeah. which is better for them in terms of. If they trade him, they'll get more back for him, obviously, now than if it was if he's a lame duck. But I would I would think any team that trades for him is going to extend him or at least you know look for him as a long term solution at left tackle. That that, that whole situation. Well, no, he didn't. was a he was a third round pick in twenty eighteen, so eighteen nineteen twenty. So this is for yeah year okay. I, I thought that was true, yeah. but uh, yeah, it doesn't seem like he's been in the league that long. Yeah, but so uh, wow. I mean, so even so, if you keep him. What's the chances he's going to sign a long-term deal with you? You only get him for one more year. They, so tackles a need, right? Yeah, tackles a need. And they do bring up the possibility. Um, 
and he, and he says this is a uh, intriguing but unfounded rumor that the Brown uh, or the Ravens could trade Brown to Chicago for Allen Robinson. Wow. I mean, I guess you'd have to make the cap space fit and all that. That's the thing. Baltimore would have to clear some cap space mm-hmm. to make that happen. Um, kind of adds up. If you're Robinson, though, are you, are you going to be happy about that? No, I'm not sure I'd do it from the Browns or from the Bears either. Yeah, I, I think Robinson's worth more than Brown with one year left. I think on so deal. too. Yeah, I mean a franchise guy versus one year left on your deal. They both have one. If both one year guys, you'd be renting them. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I could see the Colts make an offer for Brown. Yeah, that would make sense. They haven't done much at that level. But if you're the Ravens, do you trade him to the Colts? You don't love that. You don't love it. Yeah. No. Uh, let's move on to the Bengals. Is their biggest addition is Trey Hendrickson? I guess because his their biggest loss is, is Carl lost. Lawson. <laughs> right, but that's a net loss. Too. That's a net loss because I think yeah. Lawson's a better player than Hendrickson, and I he acknowledges that. He's you know he yeah, says yeah, that, yeah. Um, that that quite frankly Lawson's probably the better player without question. I would much especially Lawson signed for a little more, and I don't know if Lawson wanted to be a Bengal or not, but I'd much rather have Lawson at his price than Hendrickson at his price. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's their top draft priority. This is interesting. As a wide receiver. I sort of see that. I mean, I think line is the obvious one. But I, I think, think line and two... linebacker are Yeah, but needs. I think it's going to be a pass catcher probably before Sewell when it's all said and done. I think Pitts or Chase is going to end up. See, I think that's a mistake. I don't know. This draft is this it. draft is so deep. Look where you got you got T Higgins last year in the second round. I think Boyd was a third or Boyd second was a two, Boyd right? was a yeah, late was two a second, or, late yeah second or something. I mean, so your top two guys are second mm-hmm. round, you know, aren't first round draft picks. Do you really need to go get that guy? I, know, I think Pitts and Chase are at least as good at their position as Sewell. But you're not. I don't know that you know. If you're the maybe you can get a I guy. Mean, the second round tackles are good too. That, that's true. Pick, get, I, I maybe get Landon that. Dickerson in the second round too. But know? that also doesn't get you the linebacker that you might. Oh, I don't think they're going to get the linebacker. Yeah, I think it's going to be receiver. I think you'd worry about Burrow and you know deal with the linebacker down the road, which you know, maybe is another third round guy you throw at the mix. Their linebackers are terrible. Yeah, I, I mean, mean I, I don't disagree with you. Their linebackers are terrible. It's just if you're not contending this year, make Burrow as comfortable as possible with either. O line, then pass catcher, or pass catcher, then O line. Yeah, um, this is an interesting and thing. They'll probably get their choice. Interesting thing that he brings up he says, "Are the Bengals open to trading out of the five spot?" See, it's funny. I was talking. They about might this be in a my... great position to do so, especially if four quarterbacks go with the or quarterbacks go with the first right. four picks. I had a good conversation with this on my podcast today. So we know three quarterbacks go in the top three, especially if Mac Jones goes three. That four spot gets really alluring either for Atlanta to take Lance or Fields or to listen to Denver or New England or whoever. But they probably won't do a deal with Carolina because they're in the division. Right. So, therefore, there's a really good chance top four are quarterbacks, especially if Mac Jones goes three. Because I don't know if people are going to trade up for Mac Jones. Probably not, not, yeah. You know what I mean? And then, since he sits there at five going, we can pick from Sewell, Chase, Pitts. And then Carolina's the obvious one at eight. If I'm Carolina going, we got shut out of the top four. We got to make a move up or we're going to get stuck with Teddy Bridgewater. Right. And Mac Jones is already gone. I still have Fields or Lance available. Yeah. Cincy, I'll give you a lot to go from eight to five. Right. And Cincy still gets one of their three. You know, they still get, I mean, they're still, it's just kind of like the, the, the Dolphin situation. You move back, but you don't lose anything. Right. You know, because quarterbacks are falling. But in that crazy. situation, then you might 
gets Sewell. You might, it'll be determined for right. you. Yeah, but it'll be it'll be, but picked, so what? it'll be made for you. Yeah. Right, and you'll pick up Brian Burns or first, yeah. future first or something. I, I kind of like that situation. But that team's so reluctant to trade. Yeah, Mike Brown is pretty right. close, plays things pretty close to the vest. I mean, for their sake, I hope they I mean, he might still be drafting out of the street to Smith's for all I know. <laughs> right, exactly, right. <laughs> I hope they're smart enough to be open to that, to move to eight, maybe. Yeah. Now, here's, this is an interesting note that he has here. He says, Mike Hilton's coming off of a down campaign, but I like the signing. I don't know. I didn't campaign. see it was a down year for, no. for Hilton. He says, Hilton's an athletic, pesky slot who needs to f- he ne- who fills a need. I don't know that he's super athletic, though, either. He's pesky and he fills he's a need. He's pesky and he fills a need, <laughs> but I don't know that he's super athletic. Um, I don't quite evaluate, yeah. agree with the Hilton evaluation. Yeah. I didn't realize this either. This is an interesting note on the Bengals. They're spending $15.9 million on their running back room. That's the most in the league. Yeah, Mixon's one of those big contracts. Mixon, and they re-signed Samaje Pirine to a decent deal. Yeah. Uh, Bernard's making a, a decent money. I don't think Bernard's going to be a Bengal this year. Yeah. Um, but who's going to trade for Giovanni Nobody. Bernard? No. Yeah. I mean, that's the short-sighted. You, you hear these rumors that Gio's on the trade block. Nobody's right. going to trade for him. Right. I, maybe I'd give you a seventh-round pick, but not at his I mean, age and his expense. He's probably making $3 million base right. salary, right. you know. So you tell him he may be somewhere else. Yeah, um, I think it's an interesting conversation with them. William Jackson, to me, is a really good player and he's maybe as big a loss as Lawson. But I think there is an argument. Would you rather have Hilton and Awuzie or Jackson? Because it's kind of a two-for-one. Yeah. So yeah. that might be an even swap when you add those two up because they're going to play a lot more snaps than Jackson would have. Right. You know, right. combined. Um, he also says the, the Bengals' defense welcomes back uh, nose tackle DJ Reader. Good and point. Cornerback Trey Waynes, who played a combined five games in 2020. Right. That was wow. two of their big, you all know, off-season signings. Yeah. yeah. Wow, they're finally spending on free agents, and they all get hurt. Yeah. Uh, that's that's rough. A little bit of bad luck for them too. Obviously, the Burrow injury didn't help things either. Yeah. One final note: Zach Taylor uh, is six twenty-five and one in his two years as a head coach. That's very Hugh Jackson-like. Pretty Hugh Jackson. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> undeniable. I mean, it's it's. I'm not sure Lombardi gets him much better or Belichick, yeah. but it's still the truth. I mean, if they start off slowly again this year, let's say they lose their first four or five games. Oh, it's hot. Is he in trouble? I mean, yeah. all of a sudden now you're six and thirty. I mean, do they I know that. Be, uh, yeah. Again, Mike Brown's not a guy who will. He's going to be hasty and doesn't want to yeah, pay two coaches. Because he's, yeah, and, he's right. not going to want to pay somebody else. And I don't know that they have anybody else on their coaching staff, because it's a young staff, right? that would be able to step in and, sit and take the take over the reins. So he probably gets the year. I, I think he gets the year. But this is a big year for them. But it's it's crossroads. And now. they're still the fourth best team in the division. Yeah, no matter which way you cut it, yeah. right. Yeah, they're in a tough spot. I mean, what's, what's, They could improve and still get to 6-11, and 11 and you're still— Does that save his job? I mean— Maybe there. Yeah. You know. Uh, Cleveland. Everybody's darling this offseason. Yeah, they are. Uh, biggest addition. Uh, John Johnson, he gives a slight edge over Troy Hill. He signed a couple of Rams secondary yeah. players. I think Johnson's a better player than Hill. Yeah. But they're um, both good. You add that in there. You got Denzel Ward, safety Grant Delpit coming back, although you don't know what Delpit is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greedy Jackson, you don't know so what Jackson he is. Jackson and Delpit are kind of in that yeah. same mold, one year apart from LSU. And... Quite frankly, if if Greedy Hill or Greedy Jackson, Greedy or Hill, Greedy Williams, Greedy Williams, Greedy, we, we call get, him Greedy Jackson too. He's yeah, Greedy Williams. Greedy, yeah. If Greedy Williams um, is back this year, is he guaranteed a starting spot? 
I don't think so. Because they just signed Troy Hill. Wouldn't shock me if they draft a third round corner too. Yeah. You know. I mean, who's your nickel? Who's your who's your slot guy? Hill. Okay. Hill's the slot. I mean, I think ideally is Ward, Greedy, Hill's the slot. But Hill could also play outside. Right. I and mean, Hill's kind of their Sutton in yeah. this situation. I mean, if Greedy's not stepping up, we'll see. But so it's not a bad spot to Two be years in. ago, Greedy wasn't good. No, no. And a lot of people thought of him as a top 10 pick. He falls the second round. Because he won't tackle, tackle anybody. tackle. <laughs> he's long and athletic and thinks he's better than he is. Yeah. But, I mean, him and Delpit, if one of them hit, they're in pretty good shape. Right. You know, they got some high high talented guys or big school yeah uh their biggest loss olivier vernon yeah i suppose but he hasn't signed anywhere and nobody's banging well he's he, 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 right? torn achilles he's, yeah, yeah yeah um i think that's their biggest need right now right. is finding his replacement and, and he notes that i mean vernon had eight, nine sacks and 14 quarterback hits over cleveland's last or over the final eight games that he played hmm. he was playing better than miles garrett at that point yeah i guess he was I mean, uh, he garrett was, wasn't the same as wasn't the same the after that. There yeah. was COVID and other injuries and whatnot. And yeah. I'm not worried about Garrett. And um, he notes, yeah, Vernon's a good player. He notes that as we've noted, Tack McKinley is not a replacement. No, no, I think <laughs> Tack's. I was shocked that they were so aggressive to go get him. They must have liked him coming out of UCLA or, or whatever. They gave him money. I mean, they gave him decent money. Four million dollars isn't uh, you know. Ed dressers aren't cheap, but I think he's ideally a third. Yeah, yeah. I think their first round picks would be an Ed Rusher. And where um, they pick, it sets up pretty well. It'll yeah. be a, a, a pay or one of the Miami guys or somebody like that. Oh, uh, or, you know, one of those dudes. I don't know if that – like, I, I just – I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. because the way that they play in their defense, it's kind of weird. Because You know, if you look at Garrett, he's different than everybody else on on their, their defensive line like in terms of, okay, he's yeah. – He's not. A, he's not. He's not an edge like T.J. Watts. An edge. No, I think they, unlike the Steelers, and again these lines are much blurrier than they used to be. I think they're much more of a traditional four-three front right. with their, you know, with their four. You know that they want somebody that plays like Garrett. Like if I was in charge of Cleveland, he happens to be my favorite edge guy, anyways. But I would want Jalen Phillips. You know that would be my home yeah. run pick yeah. if I'm picking for Cleveland. Their D tackles could use a guy too. Yeah, I mean they lost Ogan Joby. Yeah, um, he's played a lot of snaps for them lately. They're not going to replace him in the draft. I forget who they drafted last year on day two, the defensive tackle. Oh, they did the, take the Missouri one. kid. Yeah, that maybe he takes a step up, but they should do that again maybe in the yeah. third round. The Missouri guys just don't seem to work out all that well in the pros. It's different world. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I would think it's a defensive draft. Yeah. Uh, final thoughts. Are we too high on the Browns? Last year's storybook campaign offered hope for the future because Kevin Stefanski and front office uh, Jim Barry uh, did well. Expectations now shoot through the roof, but last year doesn't vibe as a fluke. Nor does Stefanski, who proved that be Cleveland's best game day coach since the team's return in 1999. I'm sure a lot of our listeners, I bet there's probably half our listeners feel both. Like, boy, the Browns are for real. Or... Browns need to show me something. I've been down this road to, so many times. And I, I kind of feel the same. Like, I've bit on this low-hanging fruit Expectations before. have been high right. before. I mean, the year that they signed Odell and everyone thought they were great, I thought they might be pretty darn good. And then, hey, I've been in that building and I've been a part of, and I'm a big believer that you don't become a winner overnight. 
but I think Stefanski's the legit deal, and he would have been my coach of the year vote. So I'm more on board that they've actually turned a corner organizationally than at any point since they've been back. Yeah. Um, but I'm not totally sold on Baker either. Well, that's his next point. Yeah, right, right. So Baker Mayfield will always have detractors, but he answered plenty of questions last season. Mm-hmm. For the first time in his career, he won't be changing playbooks or coaches. That's a, that's a valid point. <laughs> I mean, you think about that. I mean, he's been in the league five years this now. This will be his fifth year. Yeah, yeah, and he's had to switch something major every time except for this. I, I A year ago, I would have said, he's Kirk Cousins. He's Garoppolo. I think he's better than that. I don't think he's Josh Allen. Yeah, I don't know that he's. Know. I don't know that he's top twelve. No, but, but he's probably he's, he's not bottom twelve. No, I think he's more yeah. than a caretaker guy, though. Which brings you to the the next part of this question, uh, the looming question for for Mayfield is is he worthy of a fifth year option? Because then you yes. got to then you got to pay him. You hope he's not Goff or Cousins, where you do pay him, and you're like. I could find See, this is Mac the, Jones. This in the is the problem round. for them now is is that he's not a slam dunk. He's not a slam dunk. Josh They've won Allen one is. playoff game with him, right? In his first uh, three se- or first yeah three seasons. But they're going to give him, the and extension. now they got to pay him. Yeah, you know that's the. Then you're not buyers in free agency from that point on, right? Yeah, you know, the, the world changes pretty quickly. Yeah. Now yeah, can you sustain? Because before you could just add pieces willy nilly. Because hey, oh yeah, you know we don't we cut all of our expensive old guys and, yet, yeah. or all those first round picks weren't up yet. Right, it's a different time. And is he a trucker? Yeah, then a trailer, you start giving you know? Austin Hooper eleven million dollars and things like that. that. That's done. <laughs> that's done. You yeah, can't do that anymore. Done. And now you're cutting Austin Hooper the year after that. You yeah. Know? So, but this could be the year where it comes together where you don't have the the conflicts. You know, you yeah. still are buyers. The draft sets up well for you to bring in the infusion on defense. Odell returns. You already can run the ball. But, you know, we'll see. Uh, I think Mayfield's pretty good. I, I've been reluctant to say that. There's been a lot of times over his career that I didn't, and he would have been low on my list. I thought he had a pretty good year. I think there are times when he looks really good, and there he's still too, he's still a little more erratic than you would like mm-hmm. out of your starting quarter. There are times when he looks like, Oh my God! What was he doing there? Oh, yeah. like the, the, the I first, mean, he has a turnover history. The first game against the Steelers last year, remember they knocked him out of that game, and, bad, and bad it, he played awful in that game. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I don't think he's out of the woods on those. No, I think if you no. hit him and, and do those kind of things to him, mm-hmm. he will struggle. Well, that's see, everyone looks at their offseason a year ago, and they and they build a great offensive line. It might be the best offensive line in the league, and everyone thinks that's because they want to run the ball and play action. No, they don't want Mayfield getting pressured. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's right. the same reason the Raiders do with Carr. They're, they're telling you more about their quarterback than their running game. Yeah. Uh, let's but move, it's a good line. Yeah, let's move on to the Steelers here. Oh, okay. Okay. Biggest addition, Juju Smith-Schuster. I suppose. I mean, yeah. yeah. Biggest loss, Bud Dupree. Yeah, it's, obviously, yeah. Yeah, no, nothing. Top draft priority, left tackle. I mean, you, you can make a case, especially as an outsider, that it's center, it's left tackle, it's running back, it's inside linebacker, it's corner. But I don't think people realize Zach Banner's good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think they have three guys you can live with. And I think if if, if push comes to sh- – let's say they don't get a single tackle in a draft. Let's say they, they – you can they, live with these three. I think they do – I think – they then also re-sign Alejandro Villanueva. Yeah, if he's open to that and he wants to come back in a one-year one deal. More, one more year, come back. You know he's trying to guarantee him a starting spot. 
you know he's good in pass protection, though. Sure. I mean, great he, in the room. And the, you can the guy that he struggled with, Carl right. Lawson, is no longer in a division. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah, that, that's not so bad. Yeah. I mean, you can't write this article saying, well, they have Al sitting on, on, out there on, yeah. on speed dial. But they probably do. I mean, I'm sure that those communication lines have been open. Probably tr- true with Jesse James and James Conner, too. Right. You know, some former Steelers, even inside track. Because they're still sitting. I mean, I, I looked yesterday. They're sitting on $11.7 million in cap space. They're not going to go in the opening day with 11.7. They are not. No doubt about it. So they've got some room to do some stuff if they mm-hmm. want to do it. And I wonder if Al's to the point where I don't really want to be a Colt. I'll, I'll do one more year with my buds with the Steelers, right. or I'll hang it up and – Go be a millionaire in my next. Go <laughs> uh, be Tony Stark or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but tackles are super important. I mean, let's not pretend yeah, they're not. No, they're, they're yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Um, One thing I want to throw out at you, yeah. just because you brought up O line, and we bring up Pro Football Focus a lot, often negative, but they have a a, 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 a way of looking at O line there that I tend to agree with more and more in today's NFL. That and I think it applies to the Steelers where they sit right now. That their their philosophy as a website, as a corporation overall, is league average, is okay at O line. And they talk about the Chiefs a lot. Like their Super Bowl O line was way below league average. Right. But right now their O line might be league average in Kansas City. Good on the interior. There's a spot that's missing. That's probably a draft pick. I kind of look at the Steelers O line like now and say. It's league average. I mean, there's guys across the board. There's guys I can live with. If I'm great, especially in their regard, in the passing game, I can live with the league average line. Yeah. You know, and I wonder if the Steelers are looking at it that way. Like, I'm sure they'll draft an offensive lineman, but it probably might be. I mean, they might not be in the first round. It might not be in the first. round. It might not be in the second round. Right. You know, um, be two guys in the third and fifth. Yeah. Now he makes a note here that. Uh, what brand of Steelers offense shows up this season? The flustered mess that crumbled down the stretch were an attack uh, with a refreshed uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Um, B.J. Finney, Joe Haig, Rashad Coward were added to the offensive line that also brought back Zach Banner. Um, but the ground doesn't game... doesn't seem like much, but that's not much different than like what the Bills did that year. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Four guys and see what hits. You yeah. Know? Um, the ground game is currently led by Benny Snell and Kalen Balage. That ain't going to cut it. That, to me, is the biggest thing yeah. right there. Benny right, right, Snell right. and Kalen Balaj are your top two running backs. They both averaged 3.1 yards a carry last year. I didn't realize Balaj was even that low. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's the worst running back room in the league, in my opinion, or yeah. certainly in the conversation. He says he would gamble – well, I'd gamble that Pittsburgh's workhorse running back comes to the draft. No kidding. Yeah. But he says he would wait till fifty, pick 55 to do that. I don't know that you're going to have that that option this year. I don't think you year. have that luxury. I don't think you can do I it. I don't think you have that luxury. If you if that's what that's your biggest need and you mm-hmm. want one of those guys, you better damn well draft him in the first round. Right. And to me, I'm not picking on Sessler, whoever wrote this, because yeah. he, he's he's good at what he does. Um, maybe you just don't know the situation as well as we do, which he probably doesn't. He's writing these for 32 teams. That. 55 isn't going to get you one of the top three backs. It just isn't. I think yeah. that's a, that's then you're looking at that second, uh, that third tier of running backs. That, and then I'm not taking one at 55 if it's yeah. not one of the top three. Um, and I do think national writers, and I've been down this road too, if you call running back the biggest need and what they should draft, people kill you. Running backs are interchangeable. We've had this conversation yeah. a million times. And I'm sort of in that corner. 
but not in this case. They've used all specific. They've used a third round pick. Essentially, Connor was a fourth round pick. Let's call it because he was a he was, he, he was a third round compensatory pick. So they've yeah, used yeah. a fourth round pick in each, or at least a fourth round pick in each of the last four drafts mm-hmm. on the running back room. They've had one thousand yard rusher in that time period, and that was Le'Veon Bell, who's no longer with the team. Yeah, and since Bell, and especially the last two, they years, haven't had a thousand yard rusher, and their running game has been. Atrocious, and that position's been subpar to be generous. Yeah. I mean, especially the last two years, it's been bad. I mean, it's amongst the worst in the league. Meanwhile, you use the second day pick on a wide receiver four years in a row, and you're getting elite play from your right. receivers. <laughs> you know what I mean? So <laughs> might be time to flip flop that. You're using, you know, yeah. they draft linebackers every, you know, all the time in the first mm-hmm. round. You get elite play out of your linebackers. Yeah, yeah you yeah. know. I, I mean, there's other guys I'm really interested in, and who's to say? But if I'm putting a chip down, I bet 24 is a running back. That would be my mm-hmm. bet And then after right that, now. you figure it all out. Yeah. Just give me one of those. Yeah. yeah. And your draft starts in the second round. Right, right, right. Yeah. Whether it's Najee or ATN or Williams or even in a trade down. And then at that point, it's best guy available from four different spots. Yeah. Yeah. Because, boy, it's a lot different face of the team. And your quarterback would like it, by the way. To, to, Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, second and four is a lot different than second and six, second and eight. Yeah. yeah. Um, another thing we haven't talked about much, which is a much bigger discussion, and I think also contributes to why there's a new offensive coordinator and line coach, their style of running plays was so passive and finesse and unstealer like And I'm talking like draws. You know, like yeah, a lot of not draws. every rush was created equal. Yeah. You know, you watch, boy, they ran the ball 20 times in this game. Yeah, but eight of them were draws on third and eighth, and you're, you're not establishing or – I mean, the – the, the linemen are still going backwards on the snap. You know yeah. what I mean? Come off the ball and move somebody. You know, yeah. And you can do that. I know a lot of people say, well, they, all these shotgun runs. You that can doesn't run, matter. You can run power stuff out of the shotgun. Oh, they did for many years. Yeah. You know, right. And a back would help, don't get me wrong, but I think the style of run needs to change too. Yeah. Come off the ball. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. Uh, You've been listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We're going to take a break. It's going to do it for this segment. We want to thank uh, Jacob Reck for keeping us on the air throughout the show. And we want to thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson and Matt uh, Todd McShay, uh, whose work we often uh, reference here yeah. uh, on the show. Uh, he, of course, works for ESPN, their draft analyst. He has put out his uh, tiers yeah, it's for this year's way of draft. At the draft. Yeah, uh, and you'll see on here what we usually talk about. You know, there's 12, 15, sometimes as many as 18 guys who are 
quote unquote tier one guys. No brainer. First Anybody rounder. would take them yeah, in the first yeah, yeah, round. Yeah, yeah. Any year they come out, they're first yeah. round grade type guys. And then you get that second tier is maybe a little. It's a little thicker. And then the third mm-hmm. tier is, is you know. It's, it, so the draft breaks down into in the tiers, uh, and so you'll see guys who are in technically in tier two go in the first round. Right. Right. You know, I'm not well, sure that guy was ranked fiftieth. Yeah. Well, yeah, but he's a tier two sure. guy. I mean, that's. The way it goes. I, I mean, quarterbacks skew that. I mean, because yeah. they're hard to judge against their peers, and they're going to get a bump up, obviously, of where they're picked. And premium positions after that get a little bump as well. But it, this goes back to the brilliance of Kevin Colbert and some of these other teams like New England and Seattle that consistently pick at the end of the first round. You don't ever get a crack at the the tier one the, the tier one guy. Minka Fitzpatrick was a tier one guy that they got at a yeah. cheaper price. You can right, love right. him, you can love the hell out of him, but you don't have a chance to draft him. No, I mean Cam yeah. Hayward wasn't. T.J. Yeah. Watt weren't. J.J. Watt was a tier one guy when he came out. Everybody sure. loved him. The Steelers loved him. Doesn't mean you're going to get a chance to get him. It's not hard to love. Yeah. yeah, right, right, right. You love those guys, but you don't get a chance to get them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so his tier one is Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, all by himself. Well, he did okay. He did, that makes sense. He's a special player. He he considers tier one a great a grade of ninety five or higher. Okay, they do out of a hundred. Yeah, so he has he has Lawrence with a ninety seven grade. That's a rare grade, okay. right? So really, for him, tier two is the rest of the That's is that the next tier ones we're talking. It's about still there. tier one. Yeah, 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 yeah. He has one guy in elite tier yeah. because he's got eleven prospects in tier two. Okay. So again, these are so he really has twelve no-brainer first-round draft picks, mm-hmm. which that sounds about is right. Kind for this of round. the usual. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned fifteen, eighteen. Yeah, that's a good year in a good draft. But yeah. usually, it's fifteen or less. That doesn't mean some of those other guys aren't going to be stars. T.J. Watt oh, was right. a tier was a tier two guy. I mentioned Hayward and yeah. Watt, and yeah, right. yeah, without question. Uh, tier two guys for him are Jamar Chase, yeah, Panay Sewell, okay, Kyle Pitts, yeah, Zach Wilson. Sure. Rashawn Slater. Okay. Micah Parsons. Yeah. Devontae Smith. Mm-hmm. Jalen Waddell. Okay. Patrick Sertain. Yes. Jeremiah Owosu-Koromoa. Hmm. Interesting. That's an interesting one. Yeah. And Caleb Farley. And Farley's got an asterisk. Right. Now, I, get, I, I, I put up my next mock draft, uh, my fifth mock draft, over the weekend on DKPittsburghSports.com, and Farley... Uh, was a big question mark in that one. Sure, I mean, he we did went. A, we did a draft on I Friday. I believe he went them. right before my pick, and I. But I was asked, like, what would you do if Farley was there? Boy, it's a tough call. I take him. Yeah, we I mean, did as long Friday. as as long as your doctors tell you that you know he's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. This is not a long term, you know, degenerative thing or something like that. We have the medical recheck combine coming up. You're That'll getting the top. You're getting the, you know one of the top twelve guys at twenty four. Because without question, he belongs on this list. Yeah. Would you take any of those other guys if they were available? Absolutely. Maybe not JOK. Maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. But right. all the other ones, you just take them. Yeah. Maybe it you don't. Matter. You don't have him graded that highly, but mm-hmm. he's the one that's kind of questionable to me. Yeah. But he's also not much different than Isaiah Simmons, who Correct. we would have had on that list last year. Right. I mean, they're not much different. One's right. a little taller. But you'd love to have any of those. You know, most they're of all those difference guys. maker yeah. players. Right? Absolutely. I mean, you take Micah Parsons. And, yeah. yeah. Right. No, I hear you. And he's definitely on that list. His tier three is 17 prospects. 
Interesting. Okay. So, so that gets you to 30. And that's probably where the Steelers will be picking. My hunch is he's going to have several quarterbacks there that aren't going to be. Right. You know, and again, this goes back to our, I'm going to put out my top 24 list again. Yeah, I need this week after, with mine. After, the, with after we have all the combine or all mm-hmm. the, the pro day numbers. Information's clear. Yeah, we have more. Uh, Trey Lance, he has a 13. Fair enough. And he's not going to last that long. And Yeah. Yeah. Elijah Vera Tucker at 14. See, he to me is a perfect example of that. He's not a blue chip player. But most years he's a first round pick and yeah. at the top of that next year. And he's year. probably a guard and guards typically don't guard. you know, unless he, unless they're just a uh, generational talent. I mean he's not Quentin Nelson. Yeah. You know, right. But he could be a tackle and a pinch, which is useful, obviously. Yeah. Um so there there you have it. No, I like it. JC Horn. Yeah. And he's a get drafted high. Yeah. Trevon Moerig. Yeah. Quiddy Pay. Yeah. I mean the upside with Pay and some of these guys like that. Justin Fields. Sure. Mac Jones. We've been hard on Jones, but in a typical quarterback draft, he'd probably be our third-ranked quarterback. I mean, to me and you, he's our fifth. Yeah. He's probably really a second-rounder. But is he much different than Daniel Jones coming out of school? Probably not. Probably. Yeah, Yeah, in terms of ranks. Um, But he's he's clearly fifth to me in this class. I have Fields number two. I put Me out my too. I put out my quarterback rankings on on the website this week. I have Fields two. I'm just, just curious how you did, did you do yours because we did them on our coincidentally did them on yeah. our podcast. Today. I have I have more information now than I had then, yeah. and so I had I mean Fields ran a four four four. I think he's the most accurate one of the group too. If Lamar Jackson had run a forty in his pro, before he became a pro, right, which he didn't. Does he run know. remarkably faster than Justin Fields did? I bet Fields is twenty pounds heavier too. Right, that's than the that thing. Version of Lamar. I mean, so let's say Lamar ran, ran a, let's say it's a four three seven. Okay, something that's in that reasonable. Range. Yeah, Fields is still way faster than the second fastest quarterback in the street. You know what I mean, yeah, right, right. I mean, right, he's right. he's in that kind he's in that kind of range as a runner, and he's a better passer than Lamar. Oh, way better. That's the thing I think everyone's overlooking with Fields is he's extremely accurate to all right. levels. That's what Lamar doesn't do well. Lamar could throw the football. Right. He'll throw the football hundred miles. Yes. But he's not as accurate as Fields is. Not even close. I mean, or even comparing to another quarterback in that class, Josh Allen. Yeah. Allen's a little bigger, not as fast as Fields. No. Not nearly as accurate. At the and same he went age. top ten. And we went top ten. <laughs> yeah, right. And he's the team in the traded. MVP conversation. The team gave up a bunch to go get him. Right. One I mean, of those guys won the MVP. The other one was close. Yeah. You know, I just I look at Fields. If, if if to me, if Lawrence isn't in this draft, I'm taking Fields number one. I'm agree. I agree. He's clearly my two. Yeah. Wilson was my three. Lance was my four. That's how mine was as well. Yeah. yeah. My, my one thing about Wilson that we haven't talked about much, everyone talks about, especially Mac Jones, he has such great players around him. Wilson didn't play anybody. And he had good talent around him. Christensen was one of the best tackles in the league. They have two guards that are going to get drafted. Yeah. You watch games and games of BYU – He's never under pressure. Yeah. Never. And he's really little. I mean, not really little, but he's not Smallish a big strapping the, yeah. guy. I would wonder how he would have held up taking the punishment Fields did or Lance did. There, Peter King had a thing. Over the weekend, I guess, Dan Orlovsky, or last Friday, went on a show um, and said so, there, was, there were a couple of teams questioning Fields' uh, commitment to the game heard that that sounds like crap that's, that, that's draft crap to me if it was six months ago i'd believe it yeah. if it's liar season like it is now i would not the guy got broken in half <laughs> it doesn't show on the field and came back a play later and had maybe the best game of his career against clemson mm-hmm. just ripped them apart 
Yeah. Um, I think he's I think, a warrior on the I think field. he's a player. Oh, by the way, his dad's a Marine. Yeah. You know, like, that doesn't necessarily mean that he's a great work ethic, but I bet it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Educated guess. No, I'd take that guy in a heartbeat. Yeah. Uh, Mac Jones at 19. Gregory Fine. Gregory Rousseau at 20. I've soured on him. The more I watch Rousseau, the more I learn about Rousseau. He's not explosive enough for me. I don't. I wouldn't consider he's, him. I mean, he's long. He's really long. Yeah. I like Phillips a lot better. I like some most of the edge guys that thought better than him. Uh, he has Kadarius Tony twenty one. I guess he, I could see it. I'm not sure I like Tony more than more or more or some of his other slots. He's a little thicker. But he's a little thicker. Yeah, he's a good player. Uh, he has uh, Najee Harris at twenty two. I don't think you need any argument from us. Travis Etienne at twenty three. Steeler fans, you'll notice that's right around the area where. <laughs> right, Steelers pick twenty four for those. Um, he has Jalen Phillips at twenty four. Again, I like him a little more than that, but okay. Zayvon Collins at twenty five. Yeah, it's about that neighborhood too. Aziz Ojolari at twenty six. I don't love Ojolari. Yeah. He, him, him and Rousseau are the two edges I'm not super excited about for where most people have him ranked. Twenty seven is Tevin Jenkins. I would be higher on him than that. Twenty eight is Jamin Davis. Yeah, it's about where he belongs. 29 is Greg Newsom. Yeah. That would probably be higher on him and Davis. Okay, so there's your tw- – uh, chances are the Steelers' first-round draft pick will come out of that group somewhere. Someone we just mentioned the last five minutes. And it won't be Rousseau. It won't be Pay. It won't be Phillips. Yeah. Now, the one guy that he hasn't talked about that we've talked about, a couple guys, and he doesn't seem – there are two, two guys, really, that, that he doesn't have on that list that I think – we might include in there mm-hmm. Christian Derisaw. He has at thirty. Yeah, and he has Javante Williams at thirty-four. We talk about Williams a ton. One thing about Derisaw I've noticed just as we get deeper in the prospect, if you watch him, I think he played against Miami. He was great. If you watch him against all the top-level competition, he was really, really good. But if you watch some of their early games against like. Bad teams. Yeah. What's the matter, you? Yeah. He his efforts aren't so great. He's not the train killer. He, you know, I'm not saying he's soft or anything like that because some of his tapes the total opposite. But he played down to his competition early in the year, probably because well, he's so much, he wasn't threatened. That won't be a problem at the NFL level. I would think not. He's going to be threatened every week. But if I was a <laughs> scout or a GM. I would bring that up to him, you know, and yeah. be like, hey, maybe this he was, shows and, up on And tape. you said it was early in the year. Maybe he was dealing with something. Maybe he was dealing with something. You know, maybe he had COVID in the offseason. We just didn't know. or so, you know, he was, So he was working his way back to yeah. it. I don't know. And I'm not saying he's Walter Jones or Orlando Pace, but when I was with the Browns, I was in charge of that division, watched every snap of those guys. And when they weren't challenged, it looked like they weren't even – they yeah. were kind of going through the motions because they were just so dominant. Yeah. Uh, so, again, not, the, Tier 4, he has 19 prospects. That's led by Darisaw at 30. Okay. I'm higher on Darrison. Yeah, he's. I think yeah. he's going to go pretty early. Uh, he's at 31, Terrace Marshall. Okay. 32 is Nick Bolton. He's kind of been the forgotten guy in this He's draft really class. easy to overlook, Yeah, but he's good. Uh, 33 is Christian Barmore. That's the first defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. There's some inconsistencies with him, too. Yeah. And his early tape's not as good as his late tape. Uh, 34, Javante Williams. Uh-huh. Again, you're not getting that running back. You're not getting him at 55. At 55. Right, yeah. Yeah, It's just not happening. No chance. Uh, 35 is Levi Omozrike out of Washington. I don't love him either, but okay. I've seen some mocks that have him going to the Steelers. I'm like, I I just don't see it. I don't see that at all. No, I don't see it. 
Uh, Ronnie Perkins at uh, 36th. I think that's a very good football player. He's a guy like, if he's sitting there in the second round and the Steelers can't believe he's there, I would add him to the mix. Uh, Liam Eikenberg at 37. Solid double. Yeah, solid double. Elijah Moore at 38. Dangerous. Joe Tryon at 39. He's another one. Another one that's sitting there, if you know, happens to staring you in the eyes. Like, okay. Okay, we'll take him. Yeah. All right. Uh, Rashad Bateman at 40. I think I like him a little more than most do. I think he's my fourth receiver. Yeah. Bateman versus Marshall is a good conversation that yeah. doesn't influence the Steelers much, but I think I'd prefer Bateman. Uh, Tutu Atwell at 40, uh, at 41. Dude, he's 155 pounds. I know. He likes him more than anybody I've seen. I know Daniel Jeremiah was high on him, too. Um he didn't – I mean, let's not put too much stock in a pro day 40, but I wanted that guy to run 4-2-9. Yeah. And he ran like 4-4-4. Four, four, four. Which is okay. fast. Yeah. fast, yeah. But he's little. Jalen Mayfield at 42. I guess that's about right. He's yeah. not really for me either. Uh, Jabril Cox at 43. Good player. I Good mean, pl- Here's my problem with him. He's going to be 24. Eight. Yeah. You know, you brought that up a couple times, and this season, it's undeniable. He's gonna turn twenty-four this season. He's the only, that's the only real negative I can find on him. Yeah. I mean, not that he's a superstar in every. And there's other enough other world. inside linebackers in this right, draft right. that I can take. Well, I'm gonna get two more years out of this guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he just turned twenty-one. Uh, who am I taking? The guy who's all gonna t- turn twenty-four in September, or the guy who's just turned twenty-one? I mean, like you brought up Garrett Wallow a lot. Um, I'd take him in the fourth before I take Cox in the second. Yeah, I think you so. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, th- there's so many guys who are of that athletic right. mold yeah, yeah, that yeah. you can get one who you're going to – There's a lot. Yeah, who's more moldable, moldable play State and you're going to – Because, again, with Cox, if you take him in the second round, you're getting four years of him. And then he's – He can be 28. Mm-hmm. Are you going to sign him to a second contract? No. Probably right, not. Right. Probably not. Uh, Carlos Basham at 44. I don't know that I'd put him in the same mold as Tryon or – uh, who's the other edge we mentioned that was yeah. Basham? The me is more of a four-three end. Yeah, I bet he looks a lot like Bud. Yeah, but I don't think he moves. I don't think he. Yeah, I don't think he can. He's agile, or yeah. right. he's certainly not as fast. No, or as fast. Uh, Asante Samuel Jr. at forty-five. Do you think the Steelers are really interested in him? Heavy zone guy, kind of small, more outside than inside. I don't think he's what they're after. Yeah, I don't. I'd rather see him get picked by somebody else. Uh, Kelvin Joseph at 46. He seems to be I'd gaining rather, steam. I'd rather have him than Asante Samuel. Me too. Me too. If he was Kelvin Samuel Jr. Mm-hmm. or you know, if his name was Asante Samuel Jr., would he would he be higher? See, I I'm not predicting this, but I could see Newsom going high, Farley falling out of run, round one, or going to like Indy, and I could see this guy being like the Packers first round pick. Yeah, I mean, he, he's got traits. Uh, Jason Oa, speaking of traits, he's at 47. Traits yeah, he'd be a hard guy to rank. That's probably much closer to where he belongs. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know that I would take him there in the top 50. I bet he's a first-round pick. Well, then somebody's going to be Yeah. I mean, I, reaching I, for I the know stars. I like him more than you, but I have, I'm not sure I would use a first-round pick on him, but I've been watching a lot of drafts, and guys like that don't come Matt, around your, much. Matt, your contract and, is up in, after this year. I think he's going to be like a bill. Yeah. Some team that's solid and can afford to bring him along slow yeah. or a Raven. I think or, it depends on when you've uh, – do you have two years left on your deal or do you have one? As a decision maker. <laughs> yeah, right. We're, We're in playoffs last yeah. year. Right. I think it's a playoff what's si- team. That, what's your situation? Yeah, that's why I think Buffalo, Baltimore. Pat Fryermuth at 48. I think he's going to be a really solid pro. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd use a Steelers second-round pick on him in a heartbeat. The next 15 prospects. This is Tier 5. 
Okay. Elijah Molden. Yeah. I don't love the four six forty though. I know that's a that's a bit of a problem. Although Mike, you know, I say Hilton I, I did this, run a four. Mike Hilton, Mike Hilton was a four six guy. The difference is that Mike Hilton was five foot nine and ran you know one hundred and eighty mm-hmm. pounds and ran a four six. Yeah, I mean, watching Molten on tape, I never thought he was slow. Yeah, I mean, maybe he had a bad day. I, I don't know, but I don't think he's a four three guy either. Uh, Fifty for him is Chaz Surratt. and I know you're not a fan there. I'm not, but I've liked him more and more lately. He's got traits. And he's a former quarterback that hasn't played linebacker long. He's smart. He understands what offenses are trying to do. He has traits. I've warmed up to him more. Yeah. I mean, I, I you would certainly think that of the young linebackers in this draft class, mm-hmm. he would understand play action. All that kind of stuff. All that right, kind of right. – what, what's what the offense – What are they trying to do to me? What are they trying to do to me? I've yep. played that position. Yep, yep, yep. I know what the quarterback's thinking more so than anybody else. Right. If I bite on this, there's going to be a crosser coming behind me. Yeah. You know, you would think he would learn that quickly. And he made a big jump this past year, so uh, I'm interested in him. And, again, the traits are through the roof. I mean, Would he, you consider him in round well. two? For the Steelers, I think I would. I don't think you'll get him in three. I don't think you will. Uh, I mean, I think he, athletically, he probably belongs as a second yeah. round pick. I, I mean, think he's in the conversation with those Ohio State guys, yeah. and you know, it, it's a good group. I mean, we've mentioned that many times, but I, we haven't brought him up enough. He's no. pretty good. Yeah, fifty-one. Afedu, Afedu, Melafawanu out of Syracuse. I struggle with that one yeah. all the time. There's just so many vowels there. <laughs> what about him in the second round for the Steelers? I think he needs time, but he, he has could, yeah. traits. But the Steelers could give him time. He could be Hayden's replacement. Yeah, I don't. I don't it. know that I make that. Pick. I, I don't, don't get me wrong because there's going to be somebody, somebody else. Somebody else I like because you're going to love who this next like ten players are. You're mm. gonna, um, now Patrick Jones is next out of Pitt, fifty-two. I don't love Patrick Jones. Yeah, I wish I liked the Pitt guys better to be honest. But, but Creed Humphrey at fifty-three. Boom. That's your favorite. That's your first center, by the way, folks. Yeah, yeah. There's five centers I'd take over Malafonu. Yeah. And Humphrey would be an easy one. 54 is Quinn Miners. Yeah. Another center. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 55, Tyson Campbell. Interesting, yeah. Yeah. He's another one that you could bring along slowly. I'd probably take Campbell over Malafonu. 56 is Javon Holland. Did you see his pro day? I meant to look at it. I think it was good. It was Bay. pretty good. Yeah, yeah, he ran sub four. Eight, I think he ran four four seven, jumped well, did all that stuff. This is a guy. He's listed as a safety, but can do Opted out last year. Yeah. In Super two, productive in two seasons, though, nine interceptions. Yep. He I mean, he gets slot. his – yeah. He kind of reminds me of the Malcolm Jenkins types, too, where yeah. he could be a big slot. Like, I'd probably take him over Molden. Yeah, yeah. It just is a better player. Um, Molden's listed as a corner. This guy's listed as safety. See, I think he would be a great second-round pick because then, okay, he could play corner for you this year. Mm-hmm. Maybe he plays a slot for you. And you've got both your safeties are, are you got to pick up the options on them. So let's mm-hmm. say you let's say you don't want to pick up the option on Terrell. He Edmonds. can play too deep though too. Yeah, I mean he, he can he, he can be that guy with you if if you have him and, and Minka Fitzpatrick on the back end. Oh, you're fine. They're interchangeable. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah that, that he's a good player. Yeah, fifty-seven Samuel Cosme. Poo, I think I think he's the first. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't yeah. know how the Chiefs like pass on Cosme. Right. Yeah, but I mean, I can see where Todd's going. He's not a killer. He's not super heavy. He's not super thick. But honestly, again, if the Chief, if you're the Chiefs picking 31, and this is pick 30, 57 here, what's the difference? There's no difference. I mean, that's you're your talking about. Point, right? I mean, he's got his grades. Uh, he's got his grades here. Number 31 is Terrace Marshall. His grade is 89. Okay, Cosby's probably not much different. Cosby's grade is 82. Okay, right. You're in the same ballpark. It's a B plus versus yeah. a B. You know right. Yeah. 
Uh, Rondell Moore at 58. Depends on the fit. Yeah. But I don't want to play against him too, too much. Right, yeah. I'm not super excited to play against him. Uh, Peyton Turner out of Houston at, eight, at uh, 59. He's we haven't talked a lot about him. Yeah. and impressive on the hoof and getting better. He's, he's going to be a guy that gets drafted, probably not by the Steelers, probably in this neighborhood yeah. where we do mocks. He's still available in the fourth and fifth sometimes and probably won't. Probably not going to happen. Right, 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 right. Like he, looked, he would be a good Raven. He'd be a good Raven. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 60 is Andre Sisco. He's tested really well. He's kind but, of a boomer bust. Again, dude. another defensive back that gets his yeah. hands on the football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 61, Landon Dickerson. You get him in the second round. <laughs> I again, mean, I mean, again, three centers right there in that 55 range that, mm-hmm. that where the Steelers are going to be picking. The more I think about it, Dickerson and Farley aren't much different in terms of where you balance. You know, like they're maybe the best at what they do. But um, they've got injuries. My doctor needs to you know, check off on it, though. 62, Eric Stokes. There's some really good centers available in the second round for the Steelers. Oh, yeah. Maybe their choice of them. Yeah. 62, Eric Stokes, a cornerback out yeah. of Georgia. A couple of these corners are a little more trait than tape. Yeah. And then 63 is Alex Leatherwood. Good player, too. Yeah. yeah. And then we go down to Tier 6. There's 44 prospects in Tier 6. So the Steelers are pr- going to get... Two of these guys. Two of the two of those guys right. in tiers one through five. Yes, they will. Um, and there's some good players in this. Uh, there's a lot of guys that I like in this one. We're going to run roll through these ones pretty quickly. Okay. Tier six: Aaron Robinson, uh, Wyatt Davis, Chris Rumpf, your guy, Walker mm-hmm. Little at 67, Benjamin Benjamin St. Juice at 68. Wouldn't be a bad third round pick. Michael Carter out of North Carolina, the running back. Cause yeah. There's yeah. a Michael Carter out of Duke too. Uh, at 69, Tylen Wallace at 70, Shakira Brown at 71, Nico Collins at 72, Paulson Adebu at 73, Jay Tufele at 74, Joseph Asai at 75, Dwayne Eskridge at 76, uh, Marco Wilson at 77. Hmm. He's a riser after yeah, his workout. Yeah, he wasn't a household name. Now he's starting to pick up some steam. Uh, Rashad Weaver out of Pitt at 78, Aleem McNeil at 79. Uh, Aaron Banks, the guard out of Notre Dame, at 80. Dylan Raddins, all the way down at 81. Wow. He's another one he wouldn't be shocked if he was the Chiefs' first-round pick. Right, yeah. Uh, Robert Rochelle out of uh, Central Arkansas at 82. Corner, yeah. Uh, Richard LeConte, the safety out of Georgia at 83. Jalen Twyman at 84. Mm, a lot of pit guys. Yeah, a lot of pit guys there. James Hudson, the offensive tackle out of Cincinnati at 85. Ramonde Stevenson at 86. Okay. Trill Williams at 87. Uh, Osa... Odigazua at uh, 88. Remember, the Steelers pick 87. So, this again, this is that their range here. Yeah. Yeah. Kellen Mond at 89. Kenneth Gamewell at 90. Brevin Jordan at 91. Shai Smith, the wide receiver out of South Carolina North at 92. South, yeah. DJ Daniel, at, uh, the cornerback out of Georgia at 93. Richie Grant, the safety out of Central Florida at 94. I bet he goes way higher than that. Yeah. Cade uh, Johnson at 95. Pete Werner at 96. I took him in the third round of my draft the other day, and people are like, oh, there's no way he lasts that long. Yeah, I think it's possible. Here he is. Right. I mean, I mean how many people are drafting? This is a deep inside linebacker draft. How many are going to get drafted? Yeah. I mean, if six or seven or eight are off the board. I think you'd be really happy if Pete Werner's your third-round draft pick. Yeah. I think he could be the Steelers' third-round pick. Yeah. Or yeah, look at these next guys here. Trey Smith, probably not going to be that guy. The guard at Tennessee. Spencer Brown at 98. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hunter Long at 99. They may get two people off this 
list, you know, third and fourth. Yeah, because you could pick again at 120. Right, right. Uh, Diami Brown, the wide receiver out of North Carolina. I like him, but 100. he's not going to be a stealer. Yeah. Uh, Hamsa Nazraldine, the safety out of Florida, mm. or Florida State, I should say, at 101. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Davian Nixon at uh, 102, defensive tackle out of Iowa. Josh Myers, the center out of Ohio, Ohio State, at 103. Yeah, I'll take him as a, I'll take him as 103rd pick overall. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Shelvin at uh, mm-hmm. 104. I'm really curious to see where he goes. <clears throat> How about Baron Browning down at 105? Both those guys, both those yeah. Ohio State linebackers. Kyle Trask at 106. Sage Surratt at 107. Hmm. Again, I bet the Steelers get four names added that have we've listed in this segment. Good chance, yeah, yeah because right. I mean they're what they're looking for centers, inside linebackers. Let's put it this way: there were I've got his list here of how many guys were where, but he has five, seven quarterbacks in the, on that. They're not going to take one of that. They're not going to take one of that. I bet there's 15 receivers. Uh, there are four, <laughs> eight. 16 receivers. 16 receivers. They're not going to take one That's of those. That's the whole round yeah. of quarterbacks and receivers. Right. Um, they're not going to take they're a not defensive take a tackle. tackle. I bet there's six to seven or there's them. eight of those. So that's a whole round of players. Yeah, at least that they're not going to be picking positions. from. They probably uh, won't take a safety. There's four of those. Or no, I'm sorry, seven of those. Okay. Um, are they going to take a tight end? Four. I mean, Hunter Long was mentioned. There's, so there's four, four of them. five tight ends. Yeah. I mean, you'd take one at the right price. but They're not going to take are. a guard. There's six of those. take a guard, right. So yeah, you're probably you're, you're probably going to get four of those guys. Yeah, and how many teams, how many teams are going to draft a center? You know, inside linebackers are valued differently by all teams, but how many teams have a true inside linebacker need? Maybe six, seven, but there's ten on that list. Right. You know, so they're going to get you're going to get a second round type guy in the third or third, you know, in the fourth. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing people don't realize is like a list like this is great. But every room, every building has their own list. Their own list, and they prioritize their own needs. Yeah, right. You know, if, they, if we're doing this for a different... And there's there's 17 corners on that list. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. I mean, if we're doing this list for a different... Or if we're doing this radio show for a different team, we're saying, well, the Steelers won't take a D-tackle. We'll get our D-tackle. You know, like... And Steelers can look at that and say, 20 teams in the league don't want a center. Right. I mean... There's teams that could use them, but yeah, you only play one. You only have one. I mean, yeah. that's an easy one to figure out who needs them, who doesn't. It's not like tackle where you have to have three or four on your roster. No, right, yeah. right. Yeah, and some of those guys can play guard too. Yeah. But you'll we didn't talk. I mean, defensive end. There, there are ten defensive ends on that list. Steelers probably aren't taking any of those. Right. I mean, if the price is right. I mean, there's and one you're, so falls. you're talking about almost twenty defensive linemen. Mm-hmm. They're not going to take half any that of list. Yeah. Aren't aren't for the Steelers and premium picks. Right. Day one or two picks. And we'll do that uh, in our next segment. Fun. We'll do our next mock draft, and we'll keep that in mind. So, for my partner, Matt Williamson, I'm Dale Lolly. We want to thank Jacob Breck for keeping us on the air. And we want to thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. This is The Drive with Dale Lolly and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio.
Welcome back to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson, and it is mock draft time yet again. All right, all right. What are we going to do when we can't mock draft anymore? I guess we'll have new players to talk about at that point. We even had a fantasy segment. This is just so much fun. Either. We'll start talking, yeah, fantasy we'll, again, we'll start talking about stuff, the impact right? of that stuff, all kinds of stuff. Ah, to there's talk always about, ch- stuff to chat about. In the this mock league. drafts are just so much fun. <laughs> they we are. get a chance to talk about a lot of different players. Uh, the Steelers, of course, picking at 24. We're on the Pro Football Network's uh, mock drafter here. I don't think we've used them in a while. I assume they've updated their rankings and whatnot over the... They have, and we've got three trade offers at 24. The first one okay. is from Tennessee, offering picks 53 and 85, and their 2022 second-round draft pick for pick 24. I immediately say no because you're not going to get a running back, but, boy, it would be nice to have... A haul of picks. Yeah. You know. That second rounder next year would be most helpful. Most helpful, right. I mean, that's a lot of stuff, but I lean towards no on that. Okay, the Ravens are on the phone. Don't the Titans pick after us in the first round? Uh, No. No, I guess they don't. They picked one. They had two picks. They picked in 22nd. Uh, The Ravens are offering pick 27 in their third round. That's lovely. We don't don't do And the Bengals are the other team that are on the phone. The Bengals are offering pick 38, though. Here's what this, this is an intriguing offer. All right. They're offering pick 38, their second round pick next year, and their fourth round pick next year for pick 24. I would do that. So we're moving back 14 spots. We get Cincinnati's 2022 second round pick and 2022 fourth round draft pick. I would do that. And I guarantee you they want to move up here to get Elijah Vera Tucker, who is still available. Yeah, and that would be helpful to them, which we don't want to do. And that'd be a, a good move for them. I assume they've already added a, a pass catcher of some sort and kind of complete their offense, at least on paper. I'd really like to have their second-round pick next Here's the year. thing, though. Here are the guys available. J.C. Horn. That's nice. Uh, I mentioned Vera Tucker, Rashad Bateman, Travis Etienne, uh, Creed Humphrey available, Zaven Collins, Greg Newsom. Um, there's some guys, Tevin Jenkins. There's guys. No, that's, that's good there's guys here available that I would probably like to add to my team. Yeah, now, <laughs> all of them. Are, oh, certainly not all of them. But any of them will be there. Thirty-eight. There's still two backs on the board, though, still right? Still two backs on the board. Harris is gone. What if we countered and say we don't want your fourth, but we somehow want to get your third this year too? Or your fourth this year. Let's see. Let's see what they've got here. All right. So they've got. I don't. I can move to thirty-eight. Let's they want to give me. Let's they want to give me the one. What's that? Let's they want to give me their first. Yeah. <laughs> best of luck with that. Well, we're trading a first. Why shouldn't uh, they give it? Why shouldn't they give up a first? I'll go to thirty-eight in the Bengals first. Let's see if they'll do it. If not, I'll go. That was declined. Okay. So let's say because I want more out of them because they're in my division. I'm gonna have to play against this. But player you don't even team. have conversations with you guys, right? But let's say give me your future second, and that's the only future pick I want. I want 38, and your third, or even your fourth. Your fourth this year, as opposed to your fourth. They've next got year. 38, 69, and 111. Give me 111 instead of next year's fourth. That would be their third round pick this year. So we'd be getting their second. Now they have sixty nine, so they've actually got. Did they get a comp pick there? I don't say it must be. Sixty nine is uh, a third. They've got thirty eight, sixty nine, one eleven. One eleven is a fourth then for them. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So give me your fourth this year as opposed to your fourth next year, and we have a deal. 
from what you offered? Let's see. That was declined. What if we throw in a sixth or even a fifth? Oops, I can't. I counted the wrong one here. Uh, let me get the back to the Bengals counter. So we still want one eleven premium picks this year, including two firsts. See if they'll take two fifty four. That was declined. Okay. Um, hmm. What about their fifth this year? I don't want to go that low. I mean, it's an early fifth as opposed to a fourth next year. I thought <sighs> the original offer was pretty fair. I'd like to make some picks this year. What if we go with uh, 216 instead of 254? Okay. That would give us 20, that would give us 38, 55, 87, uh, 111, 128, 140. That'd be fun. We could do some damage. Damage there. We could yeah. fill a lot. And we'd of still bucks. have Cincinnati's second round pick next year. Right, right, right. We'll try it. Kind of rolling the dice that are backs there at 38. They declined. They're not interested. Yeah. Do we just make the pick? Let's take ATN. You take ATN over Horn, though? That's the tough. Horn staring you in the, like. He's awfully good, and the Steelers would love that. Uh, Steelers fans would love him. He's aggressive. He's nasty. He's a man cover guy. He's big. He's athletic. Man, where do we take the deal? I wish they could be bargain with us a little bit here. Yeah. I have a hard time not taking a running back in the first round, but boy, J.C. Horn's hard to pass. J.C. Horn's really hard to pass up. Let's take Horn. J.C. Horn is the pick. We okay. haven't taken. We haven't done that. No, we have not done that. He's we not took Farley the one. He's time. not usually been available. That's I'd take right. Horn over Farley though. Yeah. Okay. Here's the deal. We're back up at 55. Okay. Did we luck out and have a running back? Philadelphia is on the phone. Let's listen to this first. They want. They want to give us picks 70 and 84 for picks 55 and 140. In a nutshell, I would do that. But let's see what's available. Yeah. Pat Fryermuth available. Wow. That's Elijah yeah. Moore, Landon Dickerson, Javante Williams. I mean, you almost have to take him. I him think now. you just take him. I don't know that it's, it's going to pass on Fryermuth and Dickerson at this point. I know, but I don't know that that's going to be I realistic. He, but he got the gift that he fell, so you do it. Yeah. Yeah. Horn and Williams, the first two picks. I think you'd be really happy. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty yeah. nice. We're back up at 87. Uh, the Chargers are on the phone. They're offering picks 97 and 159 for pick 87. I would consider it. Uh, the Broncos are offering 152 in their 2022 no. third. No, reject that. Um, let's see what's available here before we make any decisions. Walker Little, Jackson Carmen. Uh, Carmen might be a guard. Yeah. Walker Little's not a guard. Walker Little's not. <laughs> I'd be interested in a center here or a linebacker. Uh, let's see. Your linebackers right now are Dylan Moses, Cameron McGrone, Chess Surratt, who we talked about yeah, in the previous not so bad. Uh, Tony Fields, Monty Rice, Garrett Wallow. I like Wallow more. Wallow's He's my second choice. Of he's those, creeping up. The, yeah, before he's he was, good. Um, Charles Snowden, Eamon Obabumbabumbabumba, yeah. uh, Derek Barnes, Riley Cole. How about centers? At the center position, you're looking at – Quinn Miners. Nice. Trey Hill, Drake Jackson. Um, ooh. Boy, our, our fallback is not there. The uh, green from. Uh, I think I'd take Miners. And you got to take, take Miners. Yeah. And decline the, the trade. Yep. That's the pick. Trey, uh, Quinn. That's good stuff. Miners is there. 
Okay. So we just helped ourselves a lot at three positions. Yeah, without question. Getting yeah. J.C. Horn. Yeah. That's a gift. Yeah, it's a gift. That's yeah. a gift. Okay, we're back up. Uh, Cleveland is on the phone this time. We usually don't like to talk to these people. Well, but they're offering picks 132 and 169 for 128 and 254. Yes. We're moving back four spots to pick up. To add one more thing of note for a pick that doesn't really matter. Yeah. Do it. Yeah, let's take it. I don't know who they want to take. Who did they take? They took Bobby Brown. Okay. That doesn't bother me. We weren't going to take him anyways. But the next picks like after him. that were uh, Khalil Herbert, Demetric Felton, and Ramonde Stevenson. We would not have taken not any of those guys. In, right. They're all running backs. So we just picked up something for free. Let's see what's available. Brady Christensen available. Whew. How about that? Uh, Stone Forsyth available. Think about him there as yeah, well. Yeah, I'm not sure who I like better of those two. I like both. Let's see at the linebacker position. We still got to take a look at that. You're looking at Monty Rice, Garrett Wallow. Uh, it's getting pretty thin now. I think I'd take Wallow. I think because we got another pick coming up here. Got to take Wallow and consider a tackle up here. Or do we consider the tackle out? here, or do we go for the linebacker? I think I take Wallow now. Okay, bigger need. Bigger need could be a starter this year. Wallow's the pick. And we're back up again. The Chiefs are on the phone offering picks 144 and 207 for 140 and our 2022 seventh-round draft pick. That's great, but I feel like we're cheating and trading down too much. Yeah, I, I think we I just, think we turn down trades from now on to, yeah. to keep it a little more real. Uh, Christensen's still available. That'd be great. Um, I think. Is there a tight end Is there anything or an edge that just we can't believe still there? Actually, Christensen and, and Forsyth are both still available. Mm, I like both. Um, defensively, you're looking at Christensen's a top-rated guy still available. That makes perfect sense. Uh, you're looking at Dalen Hayes, Jamin Sher- Jamie and Sherwood, the safety out of Auburn, yeah. uh, Cam Sample, Jalen Moore, Drake Jackson, Austin Watkins, Victor Dumakeje, Kate Johnson, Divine Diablo. He's an interesting He's guy. He's an interesting guy. I he, like him. He might be a linebacker. Might be a linebacker. He just flies around the field. Yeah. Him and Cisco both kind of stand out as. Except Diablo's 6'2", 226 pounds. He's, he's linebacker sized. He but we just took Wallow. We did take Wallow, but yeah, he's a guy that when you're looking at those inside linebackers, mm-hmm. don't forget about that guy. No, it's a good point. And oh, by the way, when he went to Virginia Tech, mm-hmm. he went there as a wide receiver. Oh, I didn't know that about him. Okay. His freshman year, he trans he transitioned midway through his freshman year and became an immediate starter at safety wow. for them. He flies around the field. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's an interesting guy. Christensen, to me, is too good to pass up and probably would be my choice. However, he doesn't fit the profile of young, developmental. Yeah. But he's a really good athlete, and he shouldn't be there. And we But he, he could still play the next eight to ten years for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think you take because him. I think I think you take him as right. well. Brady Christensen is the pick. I mean, if Diablo was still there in the next pick, I think I'd consider it. I'd consider it, yeah. yeah. I mean, what a special teamer he'd be, too. Yeah. Okay, we're back up at 169. Nice. And the top guys available, Tommy Doyle, Chuba Hubbard, uh, Josh Palmer, Ogun Majobabinga, uh, <laughs> out, of, <laughs> out of Oklahoma State, Darius Sills, Chauncey Golston, Sage Charette, Benjamin St. Juice, Stone Forsyth still available. That's interesting. That is interesting. Uh, because he does fit the profile as a developmental He does. Tackle. He's good in protection, too. Uh, Derek Barnes, Daz Newsom, Jarrett Patterson, Drew Dahlman, um, Robert St. Kangy. Juice is kind of interesting. I know we took a corner in the first round, but and he's not really a slot. I think I'd prefer to take a slot. Yeah, that's the problem there. Yeah. 
Was there an edge guy that was jumping out? Well, at I think you? that's the one position that we haven't filled yet that you look at and say, okay, Is that's there a, a tight end you'd be interested in. Uh, here are the here are the edges: Chauncey Golston, no, Janarius mm. Robinson. Okay, he's tall. Yeah, William Bradley King, maybe, maybe. Josh, I don't Kane. love this neighborhood for Josh Kando, Malcolm Kuntz. Kuntz is interesting. He is. Kando is too. Patrick Johnson still available. Let's take him. We a draft lot. him often. Yeah. Chris Rumpf. I'd consider Rumpf here. Jonathan Cooper still available. Mm-hmm. I think I'd take Rumpf. You like Rumpf there? We can take Rumpf. Yeah. I mean, we did a segment not long ago about Todd Duchesne's. You know, got him in his top hundred. He is in the top hundred. I think he's a good player. Yeah. It might be situational. You might still have to take another one. I was say. I was about to say that. Like, if you had Rumpf, you could. Even if it's he could a be a fe- special team star for you, yeah, right. And he plays fifteen snaps, and they're really good snaps, maybe if he hits. But I still wouldn't mind having a two hundred sixty pound guy that sets the edge and you know can hold hold up. Okay, we're back up at two sixteen. Um, tight ends are going to be tough. I don't well, consider a look. safety at this point. Tight ends available: Nick Eubanks. Yeah, not so worse bad. than that. Yeah, Bradley Moore, Kerry Angeline, Kylan Granson. Noah Gray out of Duke. Um, Gray or Eubanks, and I probably prefer Eubanks. Isn't bad here. No, that's that's he good value. Can make my team and you know help and yeah, he, he moves well. Is that the pick? I like Eubanks. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just looking around here. Let's see the bet top guys available. You're looking at uh, Greg Allen, the guard from Mississippi State. Tamari and Terry out of uh, Florida State. He's an interesting receiver. Yeah. Yeah. Jordan Scott, the defensive tackle out of Oregon. Hmm. Not bad. Eubanks. We mentioned Dan Moore, offensive tackle out of Texas A&M. Elijah Griffin, the corner out of USC. Okay. Uh, Dax Milne, the uh, wide receiver out of BYU. Alaric Jackson, another developmental t- uh, offensive tackle. Yeah. Uh, Errol Thompson, the linebacker out of Mississippi State. Jonathan Marshall, the defensive tackle. There's no one there that's beating out Eubanks in my book. Yeah, let's just take Eubanks. He's the pick. And yeah. I think we have just one left at 245. This could be anything. This, this could be, be anything, our. Right. This could be our. We just take another edge just to make sure. It could be a receiver. It could be a back. It could be a nose tackle. I mean, it could be somebody throwing the mix. Top guys available. Hard. Uh, Demomador Lenore, the cornerback out of Oregon. Jonathan Cooper, the edge out of Ohio State. I'd the, consider Cooper. Yeah, Ben Mason out you of. Could, uh, you could keep five on the on the roster too. Ben Mason out of uh, Michigan. Is that the big fullback? I think so. I was sitting there thinking, is that who is that exactly? That's yeah, a, he's the big like six two two hundred. Fifty pound fullback. Yeah, just like the Ravens would people. like. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think he's for the Steelers. I, mean, I don't think so. But it, man, he could play tight end for you. He could do something. Yeah, <laughs> and play special teams. I would think. And it is a seventh round pick. Uh, Des for Fitzpatrick, the wide receiver out of Louisville. Not bad. Um, they got to actually have a kicker on here. Jose Borregales, the kicker out of Miami. Is that the top kicker this year? I yeah. wouldn't even know. Drew Chrisman's the top uh, get a punter out of Ohio State. We don't need to do that. No, no. Wyatt Hubert's still available. Chris Evans still available. I'd consider Chris Evans. Um, just looking here. Does signing Bellage make it so you don't bring in two running backs? Potentially. Or does signing him mean nothing in it, terms of I mean, I, I don't know that any, he's guaranteed anything. I mean, it's a yeah. one-year deal. I mean, I bet he's going to make the team. Yeah. Here's much an of a interesting. No. Yeah. Michael Carter, the safety out of Duke, hmm. tested really well. Ran, yeah, in the, ran in the four threes. He's a little smallish. He could be Mike Hilton. Could be something. 
he sure is going to be a special teamer from yeah. day one. I mean, yeah, he's really good on, on teams. That's the time to pick I like in the seventh round. Yeah. Like, I know he's going to be a special team contributor. That gets him a hat on game day. And then the de- then the defensive coaches have nothing to do but work with him. Because, like, he's going to be dressed. He's going to be on the team. You better get him, make him something. Five. I know yeah. this guy's playing, so you better get him a little more ready than the dude you're waiting on until next year. Yeah, I mean, he can run. I would take him. Think? I don't know this, but he's from Duke, so he's probably smart. <laughs> <laughs> he probably learns quick. I mean, that's just an assumption, but it's a pretty good one. Again, he ran a four into four threes. Yeah, that's... smaller safety. Safety depth's not great. Yeah, I mean, even if they were to sign Joseph or somebody, and he's, he's a probably lot more of a free than a than a yeah. strong. So more slot probably. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the traits he has there, I'm cool with that. All right, let's make that the pick then. Michael Carter, safety out of Duke. He sure seems like a rundown on kickoffs guy. Or oh, know, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so our take in this one was, and I kind of like this. I like this a lot. Yeah. I was nervous about the not getting a back. It worked out for us. It did. I don't know if this happens in real life. Right. But I mean, we say that all the time with mocks, and you can often say, hey, that guy's never going to fall the second round. We're probably right. People fall all the time. But the day after the second day of the draft, we're going to say ten times, I can't believe that guy fell the third <laughs> round, but that guy fell the second round. It's just the way that the, the, the whole system's set up. So we came out of that with J.C. Horn at 24. That's awesome. That's a steal. He's a day one starter. Man coverage. Yeah. Sorry, Cam, but you're the slot. You're the slot again. <laughs> That's his life. It's still a steal. You're still going to play 70% of the snaps. Yeah. And, yeah. And maybe Hayden, maybe you're Hayden's replacement next year, too. Uh, we got Javante Williams in the second round, which was a dicey, but it happened. Be pretty darn good with Horn. Quinn Miners in the Love third that. round. Love that. Garrett Wallow in the uh, with pick 132. Mm-hmm. Quite fond of him. You were high on him early. I give you credit on that one. Uh, Brady Christensen, the offensive tackle out of BYU. Yeah. Nice development. Value. Yeah. value in a position you need. Uh, Chris Rump, the edge out of Duke, who you've loved for a long time. Yeah. I don't know if I love him for the Steelers or not, but I'd like I'd want him on my team. Uh, Nick Eubanks, a tight end out of Michigan. Yeah, I liked him a lot, too. We Steelers have a history of taking those Big Ten tight ends. And, mm-hmm. He yeah. tested pretty well and. Typical mission fashion wasn't used to his <laughs> capacities in college, and he lined up in line a lot. Yeah, oh yeah. It's yeah. not. It's not like he they used him. He's out as a, a move tight end. No, he was. A, he was at the end of the line. So he was a guy featured actually on our tight end triple take that came went live today. By the yeah. way, uh, and then we took the uh, safety Michael Carter out of Duke, who played up some corner for them as well. So that's that a good a cover, risk to me. You're getting a cover guy. Actually, it's not much of a risk because he's going to help you on special teams yeah. and throw another defensive back in the mix. Maybe he's things. your backup slot. Maybe it's your backup slot or yeah. slot of the future or who knows. When you, or your backup free safety. Mm-hmm. You know, that's there's all if that. You can do those things all there. while being active on game day and helping on teams, sure. And we got a second round pick from the Bengals oh, of all the teams. Way, right. Oh. Probably a top forty pick. I think that's pretty pretty solid. That's one of my favorite ones we've done yet. Yeah. I mean getting J C Horn. Right. That's worth the risk. And Javante Williams, like that. Right, right, right. You know, when we made that J C Horn pick, it was like, okay, are we gonna Probably get get, gonna get the running back? Backs, right. Then you get if that if that happens and you and you you take that chance you roll the dice, then you almost have to re-sign Connor. If you don't get Williams, if you don't get Williams, yeah, yeah, if you, yeah, yeah, if yeah. you take that chance and you don't take the running back in the first round, and you then take one and let's say because if you don't get one of the top three in the first two rounds, you're taking a running back in the third round. I don't know who's worth it though, Sermon. Sermon Stevenson, you're yeah. picking out of that group, and they, but they're they're number twos. They're number twos or role players. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if this draft went this way, and ATN 
comes off the board after we picked somewhere. I would take this draft and and and, and where where we get Williams fifty five fifty four. I yeah. can't remember what they're fifty five. Well, here's the thing. ATN, we, ATN ended up not going in the first round. The first, okay. the first picks of the second round were Zayvon Collins. Okay. That certainly could happen. ATN at 34 to the Jets. Okay. <clears throat> the so Falcons like, then took Wyatt Davis. That would be your next landing spot. That would have been spot. a scary spot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Trey Smith went to uh, the Dolphins at 36. I can see the Dolphins taking yeah. Williams, too. But they Who else would be a, a running back needy team at the top? Jets. There? Well, the Jets took ATN. Oh, they, okay. They, at they 34. They so, already got their yeah. pick. At 34. But what I was going to say is if you gave me this exact draft, especially after getting the Bengals second rounder next year, and I had to sacrifice my fourth next year to move from 55 to 42 to get Williams. Yeah. I would do. I would take this draft. The Cardinals would have been another landing. They would be scary, yeah. Uh, they took Asante Samuel instead. I mean, they have other needs for sure, as um, all these teams. A lot, of team, a lot of people saying that the Bills would be a possibility. I they, don't see that. They took Ronnie Perkins. Yeah. What's funny to me is, not funny, but if there's three backs and there's five teams that are back-worthy, like the Steelers, all those other teams have major needs. Right. It's not and just running back. And yeah, corner and expensive things. Like, yeah, the Cardinals would love one of those guys, but their corner situation is a disaster. Right. You know? So, backs fall. Yeah. And their quarterback is their primary runner. Uh, yes. And they like Edmonds. <laughs> yeah. He's fine. You know, they right. could sign Connor, too. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? right. They all fall back plans <clears throat> like the Steelers. Yeah, so that worked out well for us. Yeah, but I would take that exact draft minus our next year fourth to move up for Williams. I think if we gave the Steelers true serum mm-hmm. and say, okay, here's here's what you wind up with on draft day. Would you give us all your picks for that and next year's fourth, and we'll give you all these players in the Bengals second? Be Even if you took them. the Bengals second out of the equation, if that's you just wound you up. Horn and Williams are the first two picks, period? Yeah. I think you'd take that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so. Anyways, do we really get the Bengals second and Horn? Yeah. Or no, we didn't make no, the we didn't we make didn't the make trade. The Never mind, we, we didn't make the deal. That. Yeah. Okay, right. I'm saying we made it. We made a couple of minor trades later, but that's but right. still. I don't care about the Bengals second. Yeah. That'd be awesome, but that's too good to be true. No, right. we took yeah, our. Right. We, we didn't make a trade until we traded down with 132, and we took Garrett Wallow. Yes. Okay. Now that now was that where we traded. Okay. Yeah. Because then we got 169 in the. Okay. Okay. But still, if it cost yeah. me a fourth next year to move up for Williams, all even those trade talk confusing. Right, it does yeah. confusing. Yeah, we took tw- yeah, Horn, without moving a bit. Pick. We took twenty fours. We took Horn. We took Williams. We took Miners mm-hmm. at the Steelers picks. I don't know about you, but whenever I do my top twenty four tonight or tomorrow, Horn will probably be twelve. He'll be in that range. Yeah, like I might take Horn over the Bama receivers, and Williams will be on that twenty four list as well. Yeah, he will be, but he'll be after Horn. Yeah. But you know, just, he'll be on. So you're getting two of your you top twenty four. Right, right, right. You'll Not so bad. Right, Not right, so right. bad. Love it. Yeah. So I like that draft a lot. Um, oh yeah. And I think Steeler fans would as well. Uh, speaking of Steeler fans, Matt, um, I don't know if you saw this over the weekend, but the uh, Steelers sent out information to their season ticket holders that they are oh. holding the line on uh, season ticket prices this year. Cool. Well, that makes sense. I mean, I'm, I would imagine that's pretty much going to how it's going to have to go across the league. Well, no, a lot of teams are actually raising prices. I say, year. I think hockey kind of gouges, gouges the wrong word, but especially if there's a smaller amount of people in attendance, you can charge more. I think that's a little unfair. The NFL is the expecting things in. to be back to normal yeah. I mean, by September. So. Do you think people are going to have to show their card to get in at those type of events? Concerts, I mean, not just football. The or league kind of hinted at that. Yeah, I think that might be the norm for the next five years. 
potentially, but then you know, then you run into some like I guess there's legal issues. There's like, legal issues. Like I'll let you in because you haven't gotten a shot because you're right. leaving it or whatever. Are, are yeah. you you know did did you have your measles shot? I don't know. Right. Because Maybe there are people who don't get those or, things. Right, you know yeah, you know right, what I mean. You're right. No, um, you're right. You're right. So you, what's you, different about this than uh, you know? Right. Yeah, you open up a can of worms if you do that. I I don't know. I mean, if somebody challenges it, now right. it's a private thing. It's not like it's a government setting. True. Where okay, you, you if you want to you know go into this building, you have to sh- mm-hmm. this government building, you have to show us. Well, no, because, you don't have the right to do that. To right. You. Right. Where? But it is something that's a it's a privilege to go to an NFL game. It's not a right. I don't know if I own a private restaurant or bar, am I allowed to do that? I don't know. I don't know. That's an interesting can of worms. It is, but I. Bet people are going to carry their card around with them from now on. I mean, I told my wife over the weekend, I said, look, you sh- we should probably take our cards and at least keep them with our passports. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, yeah. I think it'll be in people's wallets next to their driver's license from here on They're out. talking about ha- maybe having an electronic thing. I, I don't know. that. Here's the, here's the problem. We don't require, or a lot of p- places don't, either don't require or don't want to require ID for voting. Mm-hmm. But you're then going to force people to have electronic, uh, have an electronic passport yeah. for your that, that shows that you you've had the vaccination. Well, that if if you're going to say that having a, a voter ID law uh, is discriminatory against uh, lower income people, because well they don't all have cell phones or they don't all have yeah, smartphones, right, right. The then you can't then say that. Well, you have to have an electronic passport that shows that you've had your mm-hmm. shots because, again, you're then discriminated against and lower sure income a lot people. Of people. Like, I don't need you to know where I'm at at all times of the that. day. Like, yo, know, you spent five hours at the bar when you told your boss you were on a road trip. But <laughs> again, like, it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, the, 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 the leagues, the teams are private enterprises. If they mm-hmm. want to say that you, you know, and, and it's a, a large gathering, um, if they want to say that you have to show that to, to get in, then. Yeah. I mean, I or maybe you know if you're a season if you're a season ticket holder and you show it once, you show proof of, of you're vaccination. Done. You're, you're, you're done with you it. Yeah. Tickets, right. Now the problem then becomes though if you resell them. So I hand them to some my buddy. Who's right. Not, yeah. I don't know, but at least a, a high percentage of the population in those games, probably not 100, percent but is going to be vaccinated. Yeah. I think they're going to have a lot more pe- seats in the or people or butts in the stands, no matter what. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to be two thousand, five thousand. Yeah. You know. This is a rabbit hole we didn't necessarily plan on going down. Plan on going down. It's a little bit political too. It's not my bag. But, uh, interesting. I yeah, mean, it, it is all interesting. But uh, season ticket prices for the Steelers will remain the same in twenty twenty one. So I think that's a cool move. Yeah, and you get nine regular you get nine season. Assuming, you yeah. get nine regular season games. You're only paying. You know, usually you would have paid for eight regular season games and two. Preseason games this year, it's nine and one. Nine and one, that's so. a good deal. Seattle comes to town, and it's Seattle. Right? Yeah. I'll watch Russell Wilson. Absolutely, but uh, that, that's going to do it for this show. So for my partner Matt Williamson, for Jacob Recht here on site, keeping us on the air. I'm Dale Lally. We appreciate you listening to this edition of the Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. <laughs>